Welcome back to the Traders Improve podcast. My name is Rolf. I've been trading Forex for over 14 years. And every Tuesday, I release a new podcast episode here where we talk about a wide variety of different trading topics. And today, I've prepared three very interesting topics that I'd like to cover with you. First, we're going to dive into system hopping because I have drastically changed my view on system hopping. Second, we're going to talk about the power of why, and I will share a few personal stories about my whys and how it helps me in my trading. I'm going to cover something that I see as a big problem in trading. And finally, I want to include the thought of the week, some idea that I came across during the week and that has really grabbed me and I want to share it with you as well. All right, so we have a lot of ground to cover in today's episode. I really look forward to this because there are some things I really would like to get out there. So the first thing is I want to talk about my my revised take on system hopping. And in the past, I was very rigid on system hopping and I usually condemned it and I said system hopping is one of the worst things that you can do. And just to recap, system hopping just basically means that a trader is jumping from system to system to system. He's never sticking with anything. After losing trade, he's moving on to the next system, just like in a search for the holy grail without ever putting in real effort. And of course, consistency is very important in trading and consistency in your results will only come through consistency in your actions. This hasn't changed for me. And to get to a consistent place, you need to have a system that makes sense to you. You need to have a system that you can follow. But we need to go one step uh, before that. How do you get to a place where you have your system that makes sense to you? How do you get to that place where you have a system that you can just follow because it feels natural to you? And to find that system, you need to go through the system hopping phase. And I look back at my own trading. I also looked uh, at the traders that we mentor at TradeCity and the ones that eventually come to find their system is through a period of testing things and testing many things. And what I would recommend in, in this context is maybe take your take 12 months, maybe take even 24 months and reserve it for your system hopping period. So for the next 12 to 24 months, pick a period, your focus is shifting and your focus is not on on making money. Your goal is not to make any money in that period. But your goal is to try as many systems as you can to just see what is actually out there, what are the opportunities and what are the possibilities. And then after those 12, 24 months, arrive at a conclusion, arrive at something that now you can really say, okay, this makes actual sense to me. This is something that feels good that I can uh, that I can trade it just makes sense to the way I, I look at charts or the way I uh, I view the charts and this is something that if you have listened to a preview or my previous podcast I've talked a lot about art because I got into art quite a bit I follow a few artists now um, and those artists always recommend that in the beginning, try as many mediums, try as many different art styles, try as many different colors and shapes or uh, just mediums in general and try as much as you can in a short period of time so that you know what is out there, so that you have an idea, okay, what is actually, what, what can you choose from? And don't settle until you have tried a lot because if you don't know what is actually available out there, 
your decision of uh, settling on something is usually not uh, not founded on a, on a solid basis. So this really clicked for me and I, I re reevaluated my take on trading and how I got started. So give yourself two years, 24 months and try as many systems as you can. And the most important thing is that in this period, don't focus on money. Don't worry about making or losing money. Just try try out system after system and see how it feels. Obviously, you want to make sure that you don't lose a lot of money in that period, but your goal should not be, and you should not judge your, your performance or how well you're doing based on how much money you make. You should just try to see what is out there, what is available, so that then after those 12, 24 months, you can you can look back and you can evaluate, okay, what, what felt good to you? What did you like about specific strategy? What kind of analysis made sense? What kind of timeframes and trading and indicators or tools really made sense for the way you think? And then you can start building your system one step at a time. So I think this is a much, much more realistic approach to system hopping and to how to arrive at a system eventually that makes sense to you. Because every great trader that has come out of our mentoring at Trade Society, they may have taken at first the systems that we gave them and the structures and the processes and the tools, but eventually they rearranged things and they made adjustments here and there to really make it fit to their own way of thinking and trading. And this is true for all the traders that uh, have go go come out of our mentoring uh, professionally or profitably, that they tested things and then put things together in a way that made sense to them. So um, this is something that I really think is very, very uh, important and meaningful. And I hope uh, it gives you some idea of how to approach your system hopping in a more organized way. And just uh, a few final words on this topic is that um, while you're doing the system hopping, make sure that you capture notes, make sure that you really write down your findings, evaluate how you feel so that you can really look back at those system hopping month and really have a, a way of actually finding and evaluating what, what did feel good to you. What did you like? Um, otherwise, you're just going from system to system. And at the end of that period, you have no way of actually <laughs> knowing what you did and you don't even remember what you did. And then this period and this time is completely lost. So make sure that you have a way of capturing your thoughts and note taking whatever you use, a physical notebook or maybe even Edgewonk or Evernote. Just make sure that you have a way of just uh, writing down your thoughts. Now, the second topic for this week's podcast is the power of why. And I want to bring it up because I am seeing the power of why in my personal life. And I will get to that in a moment. But I want to start with a quote from Friedrich Nietzsche. He said, he who has a strong enough why can bear almost any how. And this is just a perfect quote for that. And whenever a new trader comes to our mentoring, uh, we really recommend that you do this why exercise. And uh, we make them or we ask them, why do you trade? Why are you getting into trading? And most people just say for the money or for the freedom. However, those are not strong enough whys. We need to get to behind that or we need to get to a place where we understand what is it that the money is enabling you to do? What is the freedom uh, enabling you to do? Um, and how much money do you need in the first place? That's something that many traders uh, forget. Why do you actually want the money? Do you want to stay at home? Watch your kids grow up? Do you want to spend more time with your family 
or you just don't want to work in an office where you don't have a job that you connect with or maybe you just you want to trade and have a hobby at the same time maybe it's not about getting absolutely rich and famous or whatever people throw around on Instagram when they talk about trading. Maybe your why is something very different and your why may be way more attainable, but it's very important that you get to a concrete why. And especially when you, or when people say, I want money, then how much money actually do you need? And get to the real answer, get to the real why behind that. And this is going to be such a strong driver. I, again, I can bring up the story because I love it so much. Uh, we went to a, a trading seminar and uh, I talked to one of the attendees uh, and he was, a, he was a doctor and he wanted to become a trader and improve his trading so that he can supplement his income and then he didn't have to do his regular uh, practice, uh, practice as a doctor but he could have so much money that he could do voluntary work that he could go to remote areas and help people in need. And trading would then be his vehicle to uh, just make sure that he has enough money to cover his expenses and not rely on his other job or his regular income to uh, to pay the bills. And there are many, many uh, wise. Um, very, very often the people that we talk to are you hope or luckily, Moritz and I are very lucky in that sense that we attract a group of people who, who are not mindlessly chasing after Lamborghinis or uh, all those materialistic things. But people have real goals and they want to stay at home with their family. They don't want to go to an office eight hours, 10 hours a day and miss their kids growing up. They want to have lunch together with their family. They want to be there when the kids come home from school and hang out with them or whatever. And trading is then the why that is fueling everything. And once you have such a beautiful, beautiful why and a beautiful story and a beautiful goal, then the power of the why really kicks in because a strong enough why will help you endure the, the bad periods. And those periods will come and you will also be able to push through those tasks that you know are just not fun. And in all honesty, we know that, I know that uh, I built I built Edgewonk. I know journaling is not fun for the most part. I know that market preparation isn't fun after you've been doing this for, for years at a time. I know it's not always uh, sun and rainbows, but if you have a strong enough why, if you know why you're doing something, then even those um, tasks that are tedious and boring, they will be endurable because you know, okay, I need to do this now. I need to sit down and do this for one hour because it will enable me to hopefully improve my life and hopefully live uh, closer or get closer to the vision that I set out for myself. So in that context, this hour of journaling that you absolutely dreaded before becomes much, much more manageable and often even enjoyable because you know why you are actually doing it. So because I, I said in the beginning, uh, I want to connect it to why this, to my real life, to my personal life, why does this come up? So I used to be very much into mountain biking like 10 years ago when I was in university. And recently here in Thailand, I, I bought another mountain bike and I got back into mountain biking. But with COVID and all of that stuff, I gained like 10 extra kilos and I didn't do sports for a long time. So I was out of shape. And I really enjoyed all this amazing Thai food here, the curries and uh, uh, and all of that, the fried pad thai and everything. And I went to two 
bike trips in the mountains and after an hour I was completely destroyed. I was dead, I was tired, my muscles were burning and I just wanted to quit and it was um, not very pleasant in the heat. However, I really love mountain biking and I knew that if I was get into shape again, this would become such a fun experience. So I started running um, and I started eating much healthier and although it would taste so much better to get an amazing fresh pad thai or one of those amazing khao soys that you get here in the north of Thailand. I knew that if I would just stick to having a little bit more of a diet-oriented eating routine for the next two or three months, I could lose five kilos, maybe six, seven kilos, get into shape, and then the mountain biking would become so much more enjoyable and would become so much more fun. So even though... I would love to get the Thai food and just sleep in a little bit longer and not run when it's 40 degrees out there. I knew I had why and I knew that this is going to be so much fun. So I pushed myself. I lost five kilos, six kilos or something at this point. And um, biking has become one of my main pillars now. It has become one of those things that I look forward to every week. And um, those bike trips are... Uh, my mind reset and I absolutely love it so the why is the bike and the fun and the, the fitness and the health and getting together with other like-minded people and riding through the jungles here in North Thailand and then I can endure the how I can endure eating the the salad instead of the instead of the green curry or the pad thai I can endure in the night going for a run at 40 degrees um, and sweating for 30 minutes. I, I know why I'm doing it, because my, my why is so strong, and um, this, is, this just helps you connect the dots in a, in, a, in a very meaningful way. So I would really urge you to sit down and think about what is your why. And um, I have talked in the past about the per perfect average day exercise. I will link it in the podcast description, because I think this is a great... Um, great, great exercise in this context where you map out your perfect average day and this will help you create a vision and fill it with life and create a, a much better why. So make sure to check that and yeah, let me know how it goes for you. All right, I want to conclude with my favorite thought of the week and I listened to the podcast from Lex Friedman where he interviewed Brian Johnson. It is episode 186 of Lex Friedman's uh, podcast. I will link it in the video or in the podcast description rather. And they talked about a lot of things. But one thing that really stuck to me is that um, they talked about the win of the AI AlphaGo over the best human Go player. And Go is a, is a game that has been around for 4,000 years. And then I think it was Google who created the AlphaGo uh, AI and the, the AI beat the human. Okay, fair enough, this is quite interesting. However, what is really interesting around this story is that um, after the game was over, they interviewed the, the player um, and the player thought that at one time the AI made a mistake because he played a move that you don't play in, a, in this specific situation that the game was in. And the human was pretty confident that he, he won, but afterwards they realized and the whole world and the, the Go community realized that this move where everybody thought it was a blunder was actually something that changed everything about the game of Go because this move led to 
the AI winning the game. And the human player said that it felt like an alien was playing because the moves were just so out of this world. Again, this game has been around for 4,000 years, but no one has ever thought about making this one specific move. And what the, the AI researcher, Brian Johnson, I think he is an AI expert, also Lex Friedman is in a, what they said is that I found is so mind-blowing is that this move, it was always available 4,000 years, this very specific move, it was always available for any human to make. However, nobody did it until that moment. And they also brought up this, uh, this the, the moment when <clears throat> Einstein um, discovered um, the space-time th uh, theory. This concept was around and available. It was available for thousands and thousands of years for humans. It was at play, it was at work, but no one discovered it and no one saw it until that moment when Einstein saw it. And the mind-blowing realization is that how much more of those revolutionary ideas, revolutionary moves, revolutionary concepts are are always floating around us every single day, every single second. They are out there for everyone to grab, but we humans just don't see it just yet. But one day, someone will see it, and then you cannot unsee it again, and then it will change everything. So the idea is just so amazing, I find, is that how much potential is out there, how much revolutionary ideas are just floating out there, but we can't see it, but it's always, always available. Right now, at this very moment when you're listening to this, there's an idea floating around that completely changed the course of the world. And the thing is that in this context, in this context, nothing is impossible. And the word impossible is absolutely not fitting anymore. Impossible in this context, when you look at it, it's just, it means that we haven't figured out how to do it, but the potential is probably out there. We just as humans haven't, haven't come up with a plan and haven't figured it out. It's like um, the famous example in, in high jump is usually uh, in, the, in history, uh, when there was high jump, people just jumped over the bar um, face forward. However, I think was it, I'm, I'm not sure the name, but at one point somebody ran and jumped with a bag first. And first people thought they, was, they were cheating, but obviously now everybody jumps that way. And this helped the sport of high jumping accelerate um, so much quicker because suddenly they realized, okay, if you jump with your bag first, over the bar, you can jump much, much higher actually. And this has changed everything. And this idea, it was always around for hundreds or thousands of years. But uh, until this guy did it, nobody has seen it. And again, I find it so fascinating in trading. You can you can think about it in trading in this sense. There's, there's probably a concept out there on your charts that we haven't seen, but it's always out there. And it may be a concept that will allow you to tr become one of the best traders in the world or at least uh, realize your dreams that you have to find in, in your why. And the concept is always out there, every single moment, every single second, but we just haven't seen it. And I think this is just such a nice thought to have because it, it really highlights the, the possibilities and the opportunities out there. And it really makes you, makes you wonder what is not possible. 
because in the end, I think everything is possible if you look at it from this sense. And yeah, I just love this thought and I've been carrying it around with me for the past week since I listened to the podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you can connect uh, with this in a similar way. If you did, let me know, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And then next Tuesday, I will come back with a new episode. Until then, happy trading.